Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I was one for two shooting at the waste paper basket and barely. I was almost two for two. And I just threw one into the left field bleach. Left he field almost stands. hit Victoria or Cameron. Wait, wait, that was I don't a know how weird that, I don't know even what happened. <laughs> you're, literally, you're literally right. I don't understand. No, no, I'm in your seat. Key, that's what I'm saying, though. But Key, he still almost, close. He almost yeah. hit Victoria. Like, it went well, over the TV monitor. Yeah, it was like weird. Like one, that one got away from me. <laughs> If it's a left-handed batter, put it this way. We're fighting now. <laughs> He's charging them out. Oh. All right. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Um, the playing games were last night. Yep. Um, That's right. Then, the, the then, then there's games. the playoffs, which started last night. Oh, sorry. Start this weekend. No, you said it correct the first time. Including the Bulls and the Bucks on Sunday. Oof. And you know something, guys? I'm my Bulls, man. been thinking a lot about the Bulls. Because I like the way when the Suns got put together, when they got Chris Paul, and you start looking, oh, they got Cam and 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 they got a uh, Mikhail Bridges and they got a uh, 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 Jay Crowder and they have all these perfect complement and DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul's gonna have this great effect on it. It just like looked good the way the puzzle fit together, and I felt similar way about the Bulls. Maybe it's not pitched as high, but ooh, and I know Lonzo's hurt right now, but. Lonzo, and you got your you got your dude who can finish but can also bomb from three, and you got your mid range guy, and you got your defensive but also with offensive upside power forward who could develop. And but there's something about this team, guys, Jay, that feels to me like a little like they got too many nice guys on the team. They need a jerk. They need you know they need that that certain kind of temperament. And I was thinking, if Jimmy Butler is really not long for Miami. No. You don't think a, a, Vuce, a package centered around, say, Vucevic, who, Jay, how's Vucevic on defense? He's not good, but he's, that, Jimmy Butler would not be the answer, though, I think, to Chicago. Why? Because Chicago needs a rim protector. Right, let me tell you what's going to happen in the series against the Bucs. Okay. Broke Lopez and Giannis and Drew Holiday are going to have a field day. Vucevic is on an island by himself in every pick and roll. He gets annihilated. And people were talking about, oh, he could be the key. I'm like, okay. Like, the Bulls are going to be in a situation where you're looking to get rid of Vooch. Right? His contract coming up, you're like, hey, is that – I posed this the other day. I don't know what's going on in L.A. It feels like L.A. wants to keep Anthony Davis because of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But I start thinking about what would A.D. look like if he came back home to Chicago? Could that Vooch and maybe one other – Pick, could that go along for a guy like Anthony Davis? Because I think Anthony Davis opens up your floor so differently. Now, I know he's injury prone. That's something that, you know, the Chicago Bulls front office needs to think about. But I see him on this team, and depending upon what they can get in L.A. for him, I'm not saying L.A. would do this, but for Chicago, 
If you can have a guy like AD along with a DeMar DeRozan, along with a Zach Levine, if you give him the max contract, along with a guy like Lonzo Ball, that defensively your perimeter is set. But you still need no, the personality deal, type. I know you're not doing it. I'm saying for the Bulls, I'm looking at more of yeah. something like that key than bringing on another defensive-oriented guard like Jimmy Butler that I don't see. I already have Lonzo Ball. But, but, I don't but need I, but, Jimmy Butler. But what Max is saying, though, is Jimmy Butler brings that grit mm-hmm. that they're kind of missing. It's not the guard play. It's that, it's that I don't know what you want to call it. That grit, tough, you said it. Yeah, that tough mentality, that, that, you know, don't mess with me type mentality. In other words, he's saying the Chicago Bulls play nice right now. Yeah, they got too many nice guys. Like Zach Levine's a nice guy. DeMar DeRozan, a nice guy. Everywhere you look, you got a nice but, guy. Where's the? I need I need one gritty jerk on the team, right? Like, and and, and so I key guy, when I think of a team like not, that, I don't think of AD. I don't. AD yeah. is not the guy. I think. Oh, that's the missing ingredient. No, no, you won't. You need you need that. You need a Draymond mentality. Uh huh. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a Draymond Green mentality. As far as AD goes, though, to Chicago. That ain't, I would only do that if you're bringing me back DeMar DeRozan or something else. Mm-hmm. That's because we need that. We you know, we would do that, I think, if that was the case. But if AD wanted to go to Chicago, he could have signed with them in free agency. I mean, he could have signed with them, uh, uh, got traded to them a couple years ago instead of the Lakers if that's what he really wanted to do. By the way, if you're talking I'm, about – if you're talking about if, – if I still would say, like, DeMar DeRozan for AD, DeRozan and something draft capital for AD, the Bulls should yeah. consider that if. But this is my point yeah. about Vucevic. Yes. they got to get better at the five, right? Vucevic offensively does a lot of things that the, that the non-elite bigs – he's at the top of the non-elite list. But if he can't play defense and you got to tighten up, if you could – even if it's a three-way trade – Get rid of Vucevic and bring in Jimmy Butler. Return to Chicago. Then, yeah, DeRozan for AD for sure. I'll give you Vucevic, Kobe White, and a draft pick. Vucevic? For Jimmy Butler? No, not for Jimmy. I'm not bringing Jimmy Butler. Guys, I have Lonzo Ball. That cost me considerably less you, than Jimmy but, but, Butler. And I'm sorry, Lonzo, stop sleeping on Lonzo Ball. I'm, we're not, I'm not he is, love Lonzo. But so you guys, you guys are acting like Jimmy Butler is a game changer for Chicago. For or, Chicago he is, I'm saying. Not for anyone, but for Chicago he'd be a game we bring in a different mentality into the locker room is what we're saying. We bring in that, that you know, whatever that is, Jay. You know, that, 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 guys, that stuff. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler has blown up a lot of locker rooms. That's, I'm not doing that to my culture. That's, that's I'm now not you're doing talking. that to my culture. Jay, again. now you're talking. Now you're talking. Like, that's you know, the whole especially question. Like with guys like Zach Levine, he's going to get big payday. DeMar DeRozan was in the MVP conversation this year. Like, I'm not just giving him up so who? easily. So who? Wait, I'm not but, trying to tell you. Like, no, I, no, I'm but, going after a guy like Anthony Davis. But what I'm asking you is, do you agree, yes or no, with the assessment that they need that, what, what he called that Draymond Green type mentality with someone? They, and if so, who would that be? They need a, a, they need a low post rim protector. Um, you think it's just a technical I, I, thing? I'm, I'm telling you, with Lonzo Ball, Patrick Williams, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, I like the core makeup of this team. Like, you guys yeah, Patrick keep Williams overlooking, is a good one, yeah. you overlook what Lonzo Ball brings to the table defensively. No, no we're but, not saying let that, me, though, Jay. Let me, let me, can I finish my point? 
All I'm saying to you guys, he brings that toughness that you guys are talking about. You're telling, you're saying you need another. T- I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I already have that. No, oh, I ball. see what the issue is. I already you're have con- that. You're conflating. I'm not. We're, I am not. I don't think he is. I'm not talking just about defense. I'm ta- like defense you're might be part of it. And Lonzo, hundred percent. Love Lonzo. Love him. I, he's the reason I want to talk about the Bulls, to tell you the truth. I think if he's healthy, this whole team is different, right? But I'm talking about a certain mentality that Jimmy Butler has in a way that Lonzo doesn't to me. It's, so it's Max, And no knock against Lonzo at all. Yeah. So if I drop Draymond Green in the Chicago, would oh. you be happy? Oh, I oh. love Draymond Green. Now, that's oh. a piece I'm talking about. Yeah. But, but that's Key, what we're saying. No, 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 Key. You're talk- I, I hear what you're saying. But, like, my thing is, I'm just telling you from the guard position, I don't need that. If you're telling me from the, a big position, a versatile big, yes. Now but, we can talk but, about but that. Who is that, but, that? but you said a versatile You said a versatile big, and you said a rim protector. I mean, he's not necessarily a rim protector, but he is a versatile big. Who's he? You mean Dre? Draymond, yeah. yeah. Dre. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, the, if you could put Dre on. Listen, Patrick Williams, if he, if he doesn't get hurt and has the whole year to develop – the, you start to look at piece by piece. They got that perfect one who doesn't need, you know, he can do things with the ball. He can score if you need him to. Defense on the perimeter, grab, rebound. I love Lonzo's game. And as I mentioned, Levine and, and, and DeRozan are guys who aren't really redundant, who do what you need them to do 100% at a very high level. If, if Patrick Williams is healthy, great. Vucevic is the problem, right? So, uh, so, so, Jay, I agree with you. If you could make Vucevic the kind of guy we're talking about, fine. But in the absence of that, are you looking at a technical fix? Like, oh, AD does X, Y, and Z, or a mentality fix? I, like, because it, Jimmy it, Butler it, will give you the mentality I'll give you one. Thing. Like, I go get Rudy. If I can get Rudy Gobert, I go get Rudy Gobert. I like Rudy Gobert in Chicago. Donovan Mitchell won't even give him the— that's, that's my exact point. I'm not sure that franchise wants to commit to Rudy Gobert because of the Donovan Mitchell relationship. I don't know what's going to happen with Quinn Snyder. Will he go coach the Lakers? Will he not? Like it feels like that trio's time may be running out. If I can get a Rudy Gobert, if I can't get an AD, I, I hear you on the AD part because he's injury prone. But I got like Rudy Gobert. The, the center is my number one priority. But I need. But I. But see, I hear what you're saying from a from a put a team together and how would it all function? That's your defensive what I'm talking mentality about, that you want. It's not just. I don't just mean defensive mentality. I mean what Key said, grit. Like to me, Donovan Mitchell has the mentality I'm looking for, not, even though it's not a technical fit. I think you guys are overlooked. I watch a lot of Bulls game, man. De- DeMar DeRozan has a killer mentality. I'm trying to tell you, the center position, a Rudy Gobert brings that defensive mentality backbone of your defense. What could you get Gobert like, for, you think? But look, and also, Jay, you keep saying AD, right? You know AD ain't going to want to play the five. Now what? Yeah. I, I feel you. I think yeah. we've moved on from so, AD. You're right. He, they, he ain't going to want to play the five. So, yeah. we, you know. But what about Gobert? Could, could, could a pass? with Vucevic and White and a draft pick get you Vucevic, Gobert. Vucevic, Cody, yeah, I, I think potentially it could, depending upon, look. I, Cole still, B. White. Yeah, yeah, Kobe White. Cole B, yeah. Yeah, there's still, um, <laughs> what were, what I thought were you, you said we, Cody White. Who said Cody White? I, I thought you did. but No, I said Kobe White. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, look, we can, we can talk about that on the back end. I'm just, I, I think with Kobe White, Vucevic, and a pick, I think you're looking at a Rudy Gobert. Uh, okay, uh, Jay, sold. That's what I said. Sold. You, you tell me I got to give you White. I think you may have to give him a little Gobert. bit more. I'm not sure. But. No, no, I'm holding you to your deal. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. <laughs> We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Huge contract extension in the NFL left us wondering, who has the best chance to be the Matthew Stafford of 2022 and win their first Super Bowl? Key tells you next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Derek Carr got a three-year, $121 million extension. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. That got us to thinking. What quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford last year could win their first Super Bowl in 2022? It's Key's Real Rankings. Take it away, Key. Number seven. So I'm going to sit at number seven. I'm going to go Matty Ice moving over from Atlanta to the Indianapolis Colts. Could potentially take the Indianapolis Colts to the Super Bowl, and he sits at number seven. Number six. Number six, a guy that appeared in the Super Bowl last year in Joe Burrow. Yes, I know. They went to the Super Bowl. Why would he be at number six? He should be higher. I get all of that. But for some reason, I feel Super Bowl slump coming. Number five. Number five, Derek Carr. You mentioned he max $121 million. We don't know what the guaranteed portion of that money is. But when you look at this football team being put together, Devontae Adams, Waller, Hunter Renfro, Jacobs in the backfield, they need to shore up that secondary. And it's certainly not Derek Carr's fault that they hadn't been in the playoffs more. Number four. Justin Herbert. Yo, boy. Go, Max. Get him. That's Justin (laughs) Herbert. Look. He's a great, talented young man with a lot of upside. They got a phenomenal team. He got the big trees on the outside. This all comes down to Brandon Staley, the head coach. Is he going to cost him three or four games? We'll see. Number three. Another guy under a lot of pressure because of big money is Dak Prescott. We know he can play football. No more Amari Cooper, but they certainly have a football team on the offensive side of the ball that can put up a lot of points. The defense got better. It's all on Dak Prescott to take the next step now. Number two. This one's a little head-scratcher for me, even though I like it. I got Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. He could potentially do some magic because that team is loaded. They got to put it all together. Offensively, they got some skills. Defensively, we know what they have. It all is going to come down to what, how many games Deshaun Watson actually misses. Number one. And then number one is Josh Allen. How could you forget about a guy who had the Kansas City Chiefs on the rope? All he's done is making a mag- uh, uh, amazing comebacks, doing the magical things. Brian Dable isn't there at the offensive play calling, but that still, still says to me that if he has, out of all these quarterbacks, he has a chance to win his first Super Bowl as the number one guy. So, 
when you say Deshaun Watson is a head scratcher, it's your list. Do you mean that like you just don't have enough information because you don't know about suspension and stuff, or you mean that you couldn't understand why you had him ranked there? No, no, I couldn't understand. I mean that it's a head scratcher because I don't know. It was tough to even put him at that high, but then I said to myself, well, I talked myself into it because I said, well, if Jacoby Brissett, I started giving myself numbers. I said, well, Jacoby Brissett could just hold it down for a few games. I think Deshaun and the rest of the team has enough when he comes back to make a strong push in the AFC. That's the only head scratcher. So Derek Carr at five, you're a big Derek Carr guy. And well, just, so are the Raiders. They well, just he gave got him 121 million. Well, I, I guess, although Diana Rossini well, said it's really a yeah. one-year extension, so I, that I, eh, ah, they're not I, that I high don't know on him. What maybe. he tells, why did he matter? But but anyway, but you are very high on him. He had a terrific season on and off the field. Showed leadership, was excellent, and he has weapons. He got Devontae. He got a duty from college. Man, who's maybe the best in the almost, game. Max, he threw almost five thousand yards. So why is he man. so low on your list? Well, it's the team, though, right? We don't know what the secondary is going to look like. Their secondary is atrocious. You probably would be their best corner if you played, Max. <laughs> I mean, they they just not – they're not very good in the secondary. They went out and got Chandler Jones to, to shore up some pass rush. Getting pass rush helps the secondary. The secondary doesn't have to hold up as long as they have in the past. But on the offensive side of the ball, they got weapons. Hunter Renfro's getting ready to become the next Julian Edelman, Wes Welker in that offense for Josh McDaniels. We know what they got in the backfield with Jacobs, the tight end, Waller I mentioned, uh, uh, Brandon Edwards at the receiver position along with Devontae Adams. So they got some stuff. Now the one thing that, that scares me about the Raiders is the right side of the offensive line, in particular the right tackle, Leatherwood. You remember that name from Alabama who was supposed pick. to be in the third round, but all of a sudden he became a first-rounder? He struggled a lot last year, and so that's going to be something that they got to get fixed. Key, I, I was curious, why Dak Prescott so high, considering um, them losing Connor Williams, Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Randy Gregory? It feels like the Cowboys have lost a lot of pieces. Why he? Why is he so high? Well, you, they, they lost Amari Cooper, but the offensive side of the ball still has skill with CeeDee Lamb and company. I think when you look at Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, the offensive line we don't know a whole lot about, but Dak Prescott is a hell of a quarterback. And if any of these guys on this list has an opportunity to win the Super Bowl, much like a Matthew Stafford did a year ago, Dak Prescott certainly deserves to be at the number three spot. What about – here's one that's not on your list that occurs to me, Key. Jimmy G and Trey Lance, so I guess it's two. The reason I say it is because Jimmy G came a throw away from winning a Super Bowl. He got past Aaron Rodgers and was in the NFC Championship game last year. And if it's Trey Lance instead of Jimmy G, and it's not an injury, which it could be, that's because Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G outplayed him, giving you an even better chance to win a Super Bowl. What about those two guys? Well, Jimmy G won. We don't know when he's coming back, what his what his uh, injury situation is and his healing process, right? Mm-hmm. So clearly they don't feel strongly enough about Trey Lance that they still are holding on to Jimmy G and just didn't take whatever somebody would give them to get rid of Jimmy G to move on from Trey Lance. So that, that in itself puts you in a conflicting situation when you talk about the 49ers and their quarterbacks. But it's kind of almost like Deshaun Watson. Like we don't know when Deshaun Watson is going to be allowed to play, so it feels like there's that open speculation. I just feel like Jimmy G should be in that conversation. I agree, but I but I think key, key your point is that Deshaun Watson, just the talent of Deshaun alone. Like you're, you're what you're really saying about Trey Lance is you don't know what you really have there. You'd be more confident had they moved Jimmy G. 
I think they made a strong move by keeping Jimmy G because they have depth at the most important position with Jimmy G, who we know can get, can come a throw away from a Super Bowl, and Trey Lance, who might be better than him. Like I like yeah, what they did. It doesn't mean that Jimmy G won't get moved, right? The draft is two weeks away. Yeah, he can get too. moved on draft day. To, to, to after. I mean, we don't know, but as it stands today. Seattle maybe or something like that. No, nah, they wouldn't give it, him to Seattle. Nah, who knows? The, the league is so weird. But as it stands today, Max – Jimmy G is on the roster, yep. and they didn't. Teams acquired about Jimmy G, but they didn't take what teams wanted to give them. So that tells me that they don't feel all that confident in Trey Lance. So if they don't feel all that confident in Trey Lance today. Then what? What are we having this conversation for? Jimmy G's the starter, but then Jimmy G's coming off shoulder surgery. What about Lamar Jackson? Key? They he he was he had at least three weeks last season. I thought there were three weeks where he was the best player on earth. They were getting it done without a whole team. You never seen a team this banged up, right? And now they're coming back healthier. And why? Why is Lamar Jackson not in your top seven? We assume they're going to come back healthier, but I hadn't seen them really do anything in the offseason that made me. I mean, yeah, they signed Calais Campbell back, but that, that's on the defensive side, a run stuffer uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. But on the offensive side of the ball, what have they done to help this young man out? I mean, Hollywood Brown is there. Bateman a year ago, drafted out of Minnesota, didn't do a whole lot in his rookie season, in and out of the lineup. I mean, they got an aging Sammy Watkins, but they didn't do anything to make me believe that they're putting themselves in the best chance and opportunity to go and win the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean it. Doesn't mean that they won't draft forty receivers right. uh, uh, two weeks from now. Doesn't mean that. It just means today they haven't done enough to warrant Lamar to be on this list. And Lamar is a phenomenal talent. Should be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in NFL history soon. But he just—it's not enough. Lamar Jackson is not enough to go win the Super Bowl by itself. You know, do we really know that the Cowboys, for example, are that much more talented than the Ravens? Like, I, I don't know. Like, the Ravens compete every year. They, they, they're, you know, week in, week. Harbaugh's one of those coaches. Week in, week out, year in, year out. They're right there. And, and Dak is more traditional. But key, Lamar has hit some heights. And like we, some, we always, yeah, no, we always, that, we always it, throw in Ezekiel Elliott. But, like, he's been injury prone over the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, are we expecting that to all of a sudden just change now? With this Cowboy team, no Zeke. Zeke played well last year. Zeke didn't play yeah. all that bad. They had a they had about a three game stretch where they didn't run the ball extremely well. But for the most part, Zeke played pretty good along with Tony Pollard in the running game. I think when you say Lamar Max it, uh, it played, you know, had phenomenal games, yeah. and it, there's no question about it. But he does not have a CD Lamb. Right, he doesn't have an Amari Cooper. It's weird that they don't it, go it, out and get him a lead receiver. I don't know. We've been screaming this receiver. for. It, we've been talking about this since Lamar got there. Right? It's like, what are y'all doing? And but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know why they just won't do it. Who knows? They got a speed guy, but they don't have that all-world dude. And this is a deep receiver. Well, listen. To be fair, Key just said that. Let's see what happens after the draft. As we yep. stand today, I think that's a fair assessment. Front office mind weighs in on Key's list. And the best landing spot for Baker Mayfield. We are joined now by, you know him from many places, including ESPN Monday Night Football. It is Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen. Lou. Big Lou. What's up? Oh, so much stuff is up. We, we, we need to hear from you. Key said. I see it. 
he said that Josh Allen is the most likely to win his first Super Bowl in 2022. Do you agree with that of the guys who have not yet won? Man, I've been checking out his list, man. Look, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't disagree with it because of the fact that, look, he's so entrenched in that system now. I think he knows exactly what works for him. His players all around him know exactly what works for them. Sean McDermott knows exactly what works for them. The defense is going to play championship caliber football every year. They're going to be right there in it. And, and Josh just continues to take his game to a higher level. So I'm not going to argue with number one. I mean, once we get down here from two through seven, I mean, obviously there's some debate. You know, I think Joe Burrow's too low. I think Joe, especially considering what they did in Cincinnati to the right, from center to right tackle, they have three new people, three new starters there. You know, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins. I mean, that's a huge, huge upgrade for Joe. Huge. And that offense should take another leap. Defensively, they retain, retained all their core people in Cincy. Plus, they still have the draft, which they need to add some, some corner help in the secondary. But I'll tell you what, that team's going to be a contender for years to come now. Things have changed in Cincy. So I think Joe should probably be up there around two or three. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling necessarily the whole Deshaun Watson thing yet, and, and Cleveland for that matter. I don't care how many players that they sign that are good players. Look, Cleveland has this, has this stigma around them. And really, it's really not just a stigma. It's a fact that this organization, quite honestly, doesn't necessarily know how to treat people the right way mm. and how to do, necess- do things necessarily in a way that really, that really speaks to you know, championship caliber, a championship caliber operation right now. And look, Deshaun's a fantastic player. There's no question about that. We don't know when he's going to be available. And we're not going to, you know, we don't need to sit here and debate the, the off-field issues with him because we all know what they are. But until he steps on the field, until we see how he winds up playing, we just don't know what he's going to be. You know, the other guys on that list, Derek Carr, um, Derek's another one of those guys who in the West, you know, the only thing that I, that I worry about with, with uh, Vegas is their offensive line. Like that is the weak point of this team right now, or rather, that's the biggest question mark on this team. And we all know this: we all know in order for you to really contend at the very, very highest levels, your offensive line better be straight to some degree. And I know you people would say, "Well, Cincinnati's wasn't." Well, yeah, you're right. Well, Derek also didn't have, you know, the same kind of chemistry and the same kind of like very, you know, spectacular one-off type of year that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had last year. And so, look, I, I, but I'm a believer in Vegas. I'm a believer in Derek. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on with Josh McDaniels and how him and Devontae Adams just grow into, you know, on the football field the same way that they seem to have grown even closer together off the field. When you hear Derek talk about Devontae Adams, about him being his best friend in the world, I mean, I just love that kind of stuff, man. I love when guys are able to get together like that and see what they can do on a football field. But, look, it, it's a good list. There's obviously there's room for debate. There's always room for debate. But it's a good list, and I agree with the very top pick for sure. Lewis, what, what did you think about locking Derek up for that three years, $121 million, and now bringing in Devontae Adams and in, employing, mm. uh, or better yet, installing Josh McDaniel's system that we saw for so many years in New England where Hunter Renfro all of a sudden is going to become Wes Walker, Julian Edelman? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it, Keen. I, I like it. Look, I, I think when, when you trade for Devontae, I think you're obviously, and you know going, going into it, that him and Derek are as close as they are. There's no way that you can trade for Devontae and have Derek kind of swinging in the wind. You, you can't do that. Otherwise, why trade for him? You know what the personal connection is, you know, as far as those two are concerned. And you know just how that can manifest itself in a positive way on the football field into a very highly productive 
duo between Derek and Devontae. So I, I, I can see why they, you know, just in, from that fact alone, I can see why they locked Derek up to an extension. And on top of it, like, I mean, really, what's your next best alternative anyway if you thought that Derek wasn't a championship caliber quarterback? Where else are you going to go? And I'm not even, look, me, myself, I'm not going down that road because I'm a believer in him. And I believe that Derek is a top 10, top 12 quarterback in the NFL. And I think you can win with those caliber, those caliber of players. I know that the conversation right now surrounding the NFL is this. You can't win unless you have Tom. You can't win unless you have Matthew Stafford. You can't win unless you have Aaron Rodgers. I just don't believe that. I still believe in the team concept of the game and making sure you know there are certain things that you have to take care of, like winning the turnover differential, not being a heavily penalized team, being great in the red area in two-minute situations. We, we know, Key, we know that that's what wins ultimately in the very end. The teams that make it to Super Bowls, those are the things that they master. If Vegas doesn't master those things, it won't matter. But we know this, the two teams that are playing in the Super Bowl next year, they will have mastered those two things or those couple of things. So, look, I, I, I like the signing. I like the extension. Yeah, okay, so when we talk about – you mentioned the offensive line, right? So a new system comes in mm-hmm. to play now. Does that with, – with Josh's yeah. new system, will that help the offensive line or is it is it scheme or is it physical ability? Yeah, I, I think it's – you know, I think when you have an offensive line that maybe isn't one through five – talented as talented when they're moving backward as they are when they're moving forward meaning they're not as talented in pass pro as they would be in the run game yeah I think this will Josh will help them simply because you saw how they were in New England you saw how he tailored that offense last year behind a young quarterback and I'm not saying that they have the same limitations with Derek as they may have with a guy like Mac Jones in his rookie year but what he will do is he'll say look if we don't think one through five we're the type of team that can drop back 35 40 times a game regardless of whether or not Derek and Devontae are hitting on all cylinders, we're going to come off the football and we're going to run the ball and we're going to do what our, what our offensive line does best, which is I think that's what they will do. They will get these guys up on their toes, coming off the rock, moving the football, you know, three, four yards a clip running the football, and then emphasizing heavy play action pass, move the pocket, all the things that Derek will do well. So I think his scheme actually will help their offensive line and he will try to minimize their weaknesses, exemplify their strengths, when their strengths will be physicality. Again, just getting their hand in the ground and moving people off the rock. Because they, they aren't a team that are, that's as versatile in the offensive line as some of the better teams in the NFL. And I don't know if Derek can really make up for some of their limitations from a pass protection standpoint. So, yeah, I think, I think Josh, as long as he gets on the same page with Derek and you know, they don't lose too many people and don't have any kind of injury issues or anything like that, they can, that obviously is, a, is an obvious monkey wrench that you can throw into any team season, I think he will get them going in the right direction offensively for sure. Lewis, speaking of offense and quarterbacks, I want you to take a listen to Baker Mayfield and what he had to say on You Never Know podcast. Check this out. Yep. I feel disrespected, 100%, mm-hmm. because I was told one thing and they completely did another. When I wasn't performing on the field, that's when it really started going downhill. Then when it started hindering my play, and that's when I started losing my own self-confidence and just losing myself. This past year was rough. I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the <laughs> out of them. <laughs> yeah. And, see, and watch, watch them crumble. Do you have any idea where you're going to land? Oh, man. This would have been about a week and a half ago, I would have said Indianapolis. Um, Seattle, I mean, probably the most likely option. Mm-hmm. But even then, I... I just, I'm ready for the next chapter. Lewis, what was your reaction to hearing Baker Mayfield? Look, I haven't talked to him a few times. Jay, look, I get what he's saying. And I, and I, will, I will say this. 
I knew how much he played last year, despite the fact that he was hurt and he probably shouldn't be playing, and that there was just no way, there was no way for him to overcome some of the limitations that he was faced with last year with that harness he was wearing on his non-throwing shoulder, how it limited his rotation and his ability to be accurate with the football. And then subsequently how that could get in someone's head when you're airmailing, you know, passes all over the place. You're not putting the ball where it needs to be put. Teams are saying you're the reason why all these other weapons are underperforming and how it, how it then can just snowball. I get that. As far as what he's saying, as far as, you know, did the team lie to him? Does he feel like he was disrespected? Well, I don't know what they told him. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that they probably told him, hey, look, you know what, don't worry about the fact that, you know, you may not be playing at a very high level. We know how hurt you are. We do respect the fact that you're continuing to go out there and fight and try to give us a chance to win because you give us our best chance to win. Because that's what all teams tell players. The, the crappy part about it is then if you then turn around and then once, you know, the offseason comes and you feel as though there's a bright, shiny new toy that you may be able to get, and it would be something that would kind of, you know, generate a lot of interest and a lot of, you know, fan fervor around your football team again that you then go after it. You know, that, the crappy part is then everything could be flipped on its head. And then the things that you did for the football team, the sacrifices you did make for the football team could be used against you. And it sounds like that's what he's saying, that they're now saying, well, you know what? You weren't very good last year. And we all could see that. He wasn't. He wasn't. The only thing I would tell Baker Mayfield is this. Talk less, do more. That's the only thing I would tell him. Because you know what? The one thing he needs to escape and the one thing he needs to get off of his back is this reputation and this label of him being someone who talks too much, who is constantly opening his, his mouth when he should be really just concentrating on his craft, getting to a new football team, and just kind of fitting in and letting his play do the talking instead of always talking in the media. But look, he's a highly combustible player. He's very emotional. But, and he does need to kind of quote-unquote grow up in that regard. But I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with what he said as far as, you know, feeling as though he was disrespected and or not told the truth, because I can totally believe that that was the case. Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Lou, as always. All right, Lou. Hey. Um, you got it. Thanks, guys. Guys, is Kevin Durant, is he actually the best player in these playoffs, or is that just reputation? Is it rep or reality? We play that next, coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Watch Kyrie since St. Patrick's High School in New Jersey. The game hasn't seen what his package is. Part-time, a quarter of the time, it's the time when he's on the court that is special to watch because last night was different. Now it's time to just really focus in on uh, what the goal is, and that's to be in that winner's circle um, in the next two months or so and keep playing until June. 
Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. It's time to play Rep vs. Reality. Evan, do the honors. Yeah, and Reputation vs. Reality is brought to you by Napa. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, our motor never quits. From next day delivery to getting involved with local communities, that's the Napa know-how art. Let's get started. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA playoffs. Jay, is that reputation or is that reality? I, I, I made a slight shift here, guys. I, I, I'm saying I think that's reputation. I'm going with Giannis as the most dominant player in the NBA playoffs. I think dominance is the best. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with Giannis right now. Um, you want? I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I'm. It's a hunch, right? <laughs> it's a hunch, man. But I think KD is still the best player in the world. I, I think when, like, if I had to choose anyone, I'd take KD. Okay. I, I laugh because this is a tough one, and it's in the playoffs right now, and, and Kyrie is playing played great, and Giannis has played great, and I'm just going to go with reality because I think KD, yeah, I, I'm just going to go with reality. All right, Keen. Doc Rivers is to blame for the Sixers issues, rep or reality? I, I think it's reality. Um, I think when you got the head coach – I think when you got the head coach there that is, you know, everywhere he goes, these sort of things seem to follow him. And now look in Philadelphia. Even though James Harden hasn't played well, you the coach. Let's get him going. I'm going to go with reputation. Now, look, I get it that he is a, a part of the issue, but James Harden is the main reason why this is not working, his ability to buy in and be in shape. And also he's trying to fight through injury, but that's James Harden. That's fine. It's reality. Last year it was Ben Simmons. This year it's James Harden. But what is common is Doc Rivers and the and more than even Ben Simmons. It was the all-bench unit that did them in. That's on the coach. Reality. All right, Max, the Lakers' job is a good job. Rep or reality? <laughs> reality. It's the Lakers. And it could be it's – the it's, a, it's right now I understand why people say it's a bad job. But if you're the right guy for the job – it will be a very good one. I have, I have to say that is, that is a reality. It is a good job. It's certainly a reality. There's only 30 jobs in the damn NBA, and this is one of the, if not the premier job. LeBron James is on the team. No matter what anybody thinks about the makeup of the roster, the roster is not going to be the same. They're getting rid of a number of those players, but LeBron James will still be there. And as long as he's on the court and on your team, <laughs> it is on. a damn good You're the job. the head coach of the Lakers and you got LeBron? By, of course it's a good job. It's rep right now. I think the Lakers could be a good job down the line, but right now, I mean, it is complete chaos in their front office, coaching, who wants to be there and who's actually in control. All right, Baker Mayfield can win a Super Bowl. Rep or reality? Key. Whoa, that's reality. He can win a Super Bowl with the right situation. Yeah, I would say it's reality. If the, but but uh, boy, that situation got to be all the way right. If Jimmy G can't win a Super Bowl, I'm going to say this is rep. Baker Mayfield <laughs> can't win a Super Bowl. All right, last one, guys. Baseball was better when pitchers went deep into perfect games and no hitters. Is that rep or reality, Max? Reality. Come on, man. 80 pitches like I – Perfect game. You got to let him at least go Thank batter you. by batter. Yes. At least go batter by it's batter. It's reality. Go, go get it. I, I get winning championships. I hear all that stuff. Dave Roberts saying the right thing, 5 or 75. But when you have a chance to have a perfect game, only 23 in the history of this sport, you go for it. 
It's yeah. reality. There's no question about it. But times do change, and we always talk about changing with the times. So at some point, Max Kellerman, yeah, you got to change with the times. I mean, I got you. I got. Hey, hey, here's the thing. Let's take some calls on this. By the way, here's the thing. If he's losing his stuff, he'll lose the perfect game anyway. I'm not. You know, let him go batter to my batter, please. Adam in Kentucky, you're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey guys, what's up? Um, so I kind of with Jay Will in this one with Kershaw, and I kind of got like a little comparison that uh, imagine it's opening week of NBA season, and um, say Dame Lillard, we'll compare him kind of to Kershaw. He's on a minute restriction. He gets in the third quarter. He's got seventy five. There's only been thirty people since mid forties to have over eighty points in a game. What are you doing? Are you pulling him? Are you letting him go? Are you trusting your dude? Mm. I don't know if it's 75, but if he had 69 points, like he had 71 points and he has to get it, yeah. I, no, I'm, le- I'm letting him get to 80, man. I'm letting him get to 80. I'm just saying, especially when, look, when a, a sport is trying to do more to attract attention about their sport, like those are opportunities. And I, I, look, I, I'm not saying that the Dodgers have to take up for the entire sport of baseball, but as a young like as a Gen Z or as a millennial, I want to see these type of things. It makes me more attracted to the sport overall. Kevin. See, if Dame Lillard had issues at a hammy issue and he was doing that, Max, and yeah. let's say he came off a hammy and it was some hammy issues, I'm taking his ass out. I'm going I'm not, pitch I'm not by risking, pitch with Kershaw. I'm not Tell me how you it. feel, Kershaw. Here's how pitch 81. Feel? Well, here's pitch 81. Here's pitch 82. All right, wait a minute. This guy's fouling stuff off. He's up to pitch 91 and he just gave up a walk. He's out of the game. But, like, you know, maybe he might get out of the next inning on 13 pitches. And, and, Let him and, go. And, if that, and if his stuff isn't hitting the way that it was supposed to, why even bother with it? But he was still having he a perfect game, go, even if it wasn't hitting the way it was supposed to. He was to. only going to go five. We gave you two extra. How much more do you want? You, you want to get to Kevin real quick? He wants to, he, go ahead, Evan. You got something to say? Yeah, would it have been different, Key, if he had been at 15 strikeouts instead of 13 and had a shot at the all-time strikeout record for a single game? Because that's a one-of-one. One. He wouldn't so, have had that shot, Evan. You'd well, have no, to strike had, out everybody to get well, to 21. Well, no, no, no. If he was at 15 instead of 15. 13 through 7. He then could have gone three in the eighth, three in the ninth. Then he gets the all-time record. I'm asking, would it have changed your mind, Key, if he was at 15 strikeouts instead of 13 and had a shot at the all-time record? What's his pitch count? Same, 80. No, I probably would have pulled him. Yeah, 15, 15 doesn't do it for you. If you tell me he's at 17, 18 strikeouts. But he would have been, yeah. been at 18 with six more outs. Like, he could have gotten. Yeah, I'm but, saying, but, 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 but you want him to strike but, out the side but, twice. Yeah, I do. But he's y'all missed it. 15 y'all miss times it. in the game. Y'all he could do it six point. more. He started the day thinking five. We gave him two extra. I don't need to run the risk. No fun, please. Key. Yeah. Fun, I hear you, but I think you, you, you split the difference and let him go batter by batter at least. Why one quarterback who is in a make-or-break season may have some issues making it. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Willimax, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.